Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So this was probably a two, th- two, three years ago. It was right when sort of the first big adpocalypse hit, which I think has a couple, been a couple years, years ago now. And, you know, I'm not one of these big YouTubers, you know, with millions of subscribers and all that sort of thing. And, you know, maybe you can relate to this a little bit, but the way I grew up, I never really caught any sort of break. That's never been something that has happened or that I ever imagined would or will happen for me. That's just not how I sort of approach things. And so I've always felt like I've had to sort of fight tooth and nail for everything that I've I've got in life. And YouTube really was no different for me. And so up to that point, I'd worked really, really hard on my channel just to get to a point where I was making even some decent ad, ad revenue from it. And then sort of this YouTube adpocalypse thing happened and a bunch of advertisers left the platform. And I took a really big hit on my my YouTube ad revenue. And it, it basically is about got cut in half. And I was at that point, it so happened that I was transitioning from doing more client work into doing more of YouTube and teaching and some of my own courses and so forth. And so I had ended relationships with a number of clients. I'd kind of felt comfortable doing that because the ad revenue had been building up. And so, uh, you know, teaching is ultimately what I enjoy and what I want to do. You know, that's that's my passion. And so I sort of kind of took a risk in, in doing that. And then this, this adpocalypse happened right at that time. And it really put me in sort of a financial bind. I had to go back. And, and start doing uh, client work for a while just to be able to pay the bills and that sort of thing. And I think more than anything, like it sort of like killed my spirit. It demotivated me because it really frustrated me because I'd worked really hard to build up to that. And then all of a sudden it was sort of wiped out in, in one fell swoop on stuff that I really had nothing to do with. And it was a real wake up call for me. And so in this episode, what, what I, what I want to do, I want to talk about that and some of the things that I learned and discovered and, and changed as a result of that. And, and probably more than anything, you know, if you're someone who's thinking about starting a YouTube channel, you've just started one and, you know, you're trying to figure out exactly what to do and how to do it and all this sort of thing. And you see these big YouTubers out there like PewDiePie and Markiplier and some of these others. And you think to yourself, you know, that's not something that I feel like I can do, or maybe it's something you don't want to do. I want to sort of make the point that you don't have to be a comedian or a gamer or act crazy on camera or even have millions and millions of subscribers to do uh, to do well on YouTube. You, know, you, you don't have to f- try and force a personality. You can be who you are. You can be serious if that's who you are. You can be nice. You can be helpful. You can be all of those things and still do very well on YouTube. You just have to do it a little bit differently than what they do. And that's sort of what I learned and and figured out. And that's what I want to show you how to do in, in this episode. So uh, that that's what we're going to get into. I always like to try and recommend a video that I think will help supplement what we're talking about in this one. And so today's recommended video actually comes from another YouTuber named Roberto Blake, who is, you know, he has a couple hundred thousand subscribers. He teaches a lot about uh, different things you can do on YouTube and having success on YouTube. I watch his channel a lot 
and he has a video that he released just a while back called How to Get Your First 100 Subscribers. And so I think that would be a really good supplement if you're thinking about getting on YouTube or just starting out that you could, um, that, that, that'll be helpful for you. And so if you're watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll put a link in the button in the top right up here. You can click. If you're listening on the audio version, iTunes, Android, all that, you can go to the show notes page for this episode, which would be johnmorrisshow.com slash 311. I'll post a link to it there as well. But like I said, you know, this was this whole situation that happened to me was sort of a, a wake up call. And so what happened as a result of that is I dug very heavily into YouTube monetization. I started watching people like Roberto Blake and some of these other people that were talking about these things. And what I figured out is that there are actually, these aren't the only ways, but there are seven sort of primary ways that you can make money on YouTube, that you can generate revenue. And, you know, some of those, I think the big point here is some of those, I I think there's, Again, these aren't the only kinds of channels, but there are two sort of primary kinds of channels that are out there. And certain ways of monetizing those channels work better with one kind of channel versus the other. And so understanding what all of those different methods are and then also what kind of channel they work best and what kind of channel you want to build, that is sort of what I figured out. And then over time have sort of methodically built out each one of those sort of streams of of income around my YouTube channel. And as a result of that, my YouTube income is a, a lot more stable. It's not purely based on ad revenue. And I think maybe even more important, the growth curve of it and what I see for my future and continuing to do what I do, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a lot better. It's better than it's ever been. So I want to I want to share that with you and sort of the big idea behind this is something you probably heard before but is this idea of diversifying. And like I said you may have heard that but it's probably a lot more important than you might think. And the reason why is because a lot of people talk about it in the context of stability. That you want to have multiple streams of income so that you have some stability if one of those streams goes away then you still have three or four others that you're making revenue off, you don't just completely lose all of your income. And that's absolutely true. But it also, it's not just stability. You also want to do it because of volume. Sort of the analogy I would use is, let's say you're filling up a pool with water and you you put a hose into that pool. Now, it is true that if that hose happens to fall out of the pool, then you're kind of screwed because you have no water going into the pool until you figure it out and put it back in and so forth. Whereas if you had three or four hoses all going into the pool and one fell out, yeah, that would suck, but you still have another two or three hoses that are filling the water or filling the pool with water. So it is more stable, but it also is about volume. Having three or four or five hoses all filling the same pool means the pool is going to fill up faster. You just have more volume than if you were to try and, and squeeze even more volume out of this one hose. Okay, so having multiple streams of income, having multiple ways that you can monetize your YouTube channel makes it more stable, but it also makes it easier to just make more income as a result. And one of the reasons why is because a lot of people in whatever market you happen to serve when you do this, 
they'll want to consume what you have to offer in different ways. And so when you have different ways that they can do that, then you'll have certain people who may have not you know, uh, spent money with you in this format, but because you offered in this format, then they will. Right. And so, again, it just helps to appeal more to more people uh, and, and, and having those multiple streams helps to to make it so it's a lot easier to make more income off of even still a small channel. And probably the the bigger point here sort of goes back to what I talked to about it, talked about at the beginning. When you do things this way, you as I said, you can squeeze a lot more out of a smaller channel. And what that ultimately means on a deeper sort of of emotional level is that even if you feel like I do, even if you feel like you're never going to catch a break and have your channel show up on some news show or suddenly have hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers flood your channel, like that's never going to happen, even if you feel that way, right? With this approach, you can still scratch and claw and, and, and actually have success doing this. Right. This makes it this approach makes it easier for a smaller channel for someone who's sort of fighting for every view to actually still be able to make a damn good living doing this. And then if for some reason your stuff does blow up, you are now also in a much better position to capitalize on that monetarily than you would have been had you never done any of this in the first place. So either way, it's a it's a good route to take and it for me, it sort of gives me the confidence to just keep, you know, keep going every single day, even if, you know, a particular video doesn't suddenly get tens of thousands of views or whatever, you know, it, just keep grinding that little bit every day because you have sort of these multiple uh, sources, it starts to add up pretty quickly. So with that said, I want to get into sort of the the practical steps and talk about these these seven different ways that you can monetize your YouTube channel. So as I mentioned before, it starts by understanding the two different kinds of YouTube channels that they are and then which uh, revenue sources fit best with those. So in my opinion, there are two primary kinds of channels. Now, again, these aren't the only kinds, but I would say these are the primary ones. The first one is the one that you're probably most familiar with, which is the entertainment channels. These are the PewDiePies. These are the Markipliers. These are you know, all of those people. I would even put a lot of sort of the political podcast or political uh, channels into that as well, simply because a lot of times those are more about entertainment than they are about education. There's probably some fudge room there, but you know, a lot of those use the the revenue models that fit better with entertainment sort of channels. The, and, and so I, I kind of lump those in there. Regardless, you again have these entertainment channels. The big the big thing here is they're based off of numbers. The more num the more views you get, you know, that's that's ultimately what's going to drive revenue on your channel. On the other side, you have these more educational type channels and educational type channels are more like what I do here. They're things that teach you something. They they may try to incorporate some entertainment into it, but the primary purpose of it is to educate and the revenue sort of channels that they use with their channels are 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 usually different than what the entertainment people use. So again, the big idea here is some of sources of revenue work better with each one of these kind of kinds of channels. And 
what you want to do is you want to, to use a marketing phrase, uh, stand in front of a parade already in progress, meaning you want to focus primarily on the revenue sources that fit best for the kind of channel that you have because it's going to be easier to monetize in that way. It's just more of a natural fit. Okay, so the first thing is to decide or look at your channel and get clear on what kind of channel you want to have. You can have either one, but the way you run each one is a little bit different. Okay. So then when we start talking about the, the different ways that you can uh, make money with these kinds of channels, I've broken these down into what, what works best with what. So when it comes to entertainment type channels, the first source of revenue that I think is the most well-known, most common is YouTube ad revenue. So you can let ads, YouTube run ads on your channel. You get a certain percentage of what they make from those ads running. And that's, you know, that's how you make money. The Generally, the more views you get, the more ads are going to run and the more money you're going to make. And so people who are monetizing their channel primarily via ad revenue, they tend to pretty much only care about views. Now, Watch time is a thing because that helps you get views, but mainly the way that they make money is off of um, their their views and, and a little bit of watch time. So again, that's sort of the entertainment channels. You also can do sponsorships. So this is where you work with a particular advertiser. Instead of them going through Google, they're going to work directly with you. Oftentimes, they want you to try and test the product and then talk about your own experience with it. So they will be willing to pay you more to do that than, say, you would get off of uh, someone just running an ad who doesn't even know you through Google on, on your channel. So that's a fairly common thing that you'll see. This is a little less about views and a more your reputation matters a little bit more um, because you're going to be often recommending the product. And so if your audience doesn't trust you and you go about recommending anything that comes your way, then you're going to sort of lose that credibility that loses the value of your opinion and your recommendation and you'll ultimately make less as a result of that. The third one then, of course, is merchandise. <laughs> Logan Paul and Jake Paul are pretty much notorious for this sort of thing. But what's interesting about this is, you know, when he, uh, Jake Paul just recently had an issue where I think he got suspended from the YouTube partner program for a while. I believe he couldn't have ads running on his videos for a while. And you'll notice during that time, he never really once mentioned it or brought it up, or I don't, I don't ever remember a video complaining about it. And my guess is a big reason why is because they make a ton of money off of their merchandise. And so even though this YouTube ad revenue went away for a while, and that was probably a hit for them, they still had this whole other source of substantial amount of income that they are making off of selling merchandise. And so that, again, that sort of speaks to the value of having these sort of, sort of multiple ways that you can monetize your channel. If something like that happens, well, yeah, it sucks, but I can keep going. I can keep paying my bills. I can keep going and so forth. So merchandise is uh, another one. Those are all sort of the common ones that you probably already knew, probably think of and are, and are well known and, and work well with entertainment channels. But when we start talking about educational sort of channels, then we have some other ones that may not be quite as obvious. So the first one is you can sell your own products. And you know I can use myself as a sort of clear example of this. If you go to store.johnmorrisonline.com, I have a number of courses on 
PHP, object-oriented programming, Upwork, freelancing, WordPress, all that sort of thing that you can you can pay for access to those courses. You get the videos, you get the uh, source code, all that sort of thing, and you can learn a skill like PHP or freelancing on Upwork or whatever, and I earn revenue as a result of that. So that's an example of selling your own products. I've taken the time to create those products, promote those products. I promote them in videos and and so forth. So that's an example of that sort of thing. You can also sell affiliate products. So you've probably heard me in the past in, in videos mention uh, Udemy courses. Well, those courses I promote via uh, their affiliate program. And so what happens is if someone purchases one of those courses using my affiliate link, I earn a small commission on that. Now, Ultimately, selling your own products, you make you're going to make more money per sale because you're getting a hundred percent of that revenue. But with affiliate products, if you do it right, oftentimes you'll sell more of those those products. So that's how you make up for that because you're promoting a site like Udemy that has you know, you know tens of thousands of courses. And so if someone goes over there to buy this one course, but then they add five more courses to their cart, well, you get the commission on all of those courses. So oftentimes you make up for making less as an affiliate per sale by doing more volume because you're working with established sites and so forth. So that's another way. Uh, the sixth way that you can monetize your channel is selling your services. Basically, if you're a freelancer, whether it's web development or anything else, you you should be running a YouTube channel. It is far and away the easiest way to sell your services. And all you do is make content that you believe would appeal to the, the, the people that would want to hire you. And then at the end of the videos, you say, hey, if you want to hire me to build your thing for you, then go here and you can learn more about my services. You put out consistent quality content, you're, you're going to get people who are going to hire you. It's just sort of inevitable. So that's another great way to monetize your channel. And frankly, if you're a freelancer, you should be doing that. Then the, the seventh one here, the last one is really sort of both. I've seen both types of channels use this, and that is crowdfunding. Primarily, you would think of something like Patreon, you know, maybe a GoFundMe uh, in certain instances and so forth. But basically, you know, if people, if you're really putting out good quality content and people want you to continue to do that, they'll support you. Oftentimes, they get access to perks. You know, for example, with my Patreon you no, know, I all of my courses that I sell in my store, you also get access to as a Patreon supporter. So you can either buy them one off in the store, or you can pay ten bucks a month at johnmorrisonline.com/slash/patreon, and you can get access to all of those courses. And so that's another great way for you to to monetize your YouTube channel. So those are the seven different ways that you can monetize your YouTube channel. The thing to do is to decide. Or, or figure out what kind of channel you want to build and then understand how to monetize it properly. The type of content you're going to create, I'm going to create educational content, for example, and then the different ways that fit best with monetizing that kind of channel and really quickly roll out three to four streams of income that fit well with that kind of channel. So for example, if you're doing an educational kind of channel, you know you can you can start selling affiliate products today. Now you can go sign up for an affiliate program. You'll probably get approved either immediately or with within a few hours at most, maybe a day. Get approved. You can start promoting those affiliate links right away. You can do that in, in no time. So that's one. If you're 
a lot of you watching this are freelancers or web developers who are either already are, you already have an Upwork profile, you already have a website where you're promoting your freelance services, or you very easily could set those things up within a day or two, right? So you could start promoting your services. So that's two streams of income. You could set up a Patreon in a matter of a few days. So that's three. All you got to do for the YouTube ad revenue is click the button to allow them to run ads on your videos. So that's four. So within a matter of, I would say at most a week, you could set up four different streams of income that you could start promoting in your videos. So that's the thing to do. And then from there, right, you could look at, okay, if I want to sell my own products, I got to take some time to sit down and create a course. And the thing about it, you don't have to create these 200, 300 lesson courses. You can do that if you want, but a lot of my courses are 10 to 11 lessons. I sell them for 10 to 20 bucks and people get a lot out of them. They really enjoy the courses and I make decent money selling those courses. So you don't have to just create these massive courses and fall into that sort of trap. Um, but again, you can probably, so you could probably create a, a course of some kind within a month or two, uh, you know, and now you're looking at what five of the seven different sources of revenue that you're tapping into. If you wanted to get into sponsorships and, and merchandise, you could certainly do that. But the thing to do is know what kind of channel you want to create and then quickly roll out them, those streams and get them set it up and start promoting them and start building them so you can start building some of that momentum. Um, and then on top of that, develop a pattern for how you promote them in your videos. Come up with sort of a set way that that you do it or a couple set different ways that you're going to promote them in your videos so that you do it on a consistent basis. So for example, um, when it comes to, to this particular video, I would say if you got value from this video, then I want to ask you to consider to become a supporting listener over on Patreon at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. Not only are you going to help me to continue to put out these videos for you, to put out this information, share everything that I learned with you, but you're also going to get access to like I said, all of the courses that you could normally buy in my store, you just get them as a Patreon supporter. So PHP 101, my object-oriented programming course, my login script course, my Upwork 101 course, my freelancing course. You get access to all of that, source code from YouTube videos, calendar script, a whole bunch of other things, a bunch of stuff that isn't even available anywhere else. Plus, you're going to get access to all of the future courses that I do. So, for example, this month, I'm going to be releasing another WordPress course where I'm going to be building a kind of SEO plugin. And, you know, three of the top 10 WordPress plugins in the WordPress uh, repository, three of the most popular are SEO related plugins. And they have a total of over combined 10 million active installs. So it's a very popular thing in the WordPress community, obviously. So I'm going to, again, show you how to build a plugin like that. So again, I'm going to be releasing that course this month. You, I'll certainly do a launch where you can buy it one off. But as a Patreon supporter, you'll just get it along with all of my past courses. So that's that's the advantage. That's the deal uh, of doing that. Again, you can learn more about that at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit the like button and also make sure and ring the bell so you actually get notified. There's been a lot of drama about that here lately, but if you actually want to tell YouTube that you want to get notified when I post new videos, you don't only have to subscribe, 
you also have to ring the bell. Otherwise, they'll sort of decide for you. So you can make up your mind on that, but uh, be sure to do that so you get uh, notified when I post new videos. Also, if you want the links to subscribe to the audio version, Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that, plus the past episodes of the show, you can find all that at John Morris Show. Dot com And finally, if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the details on how to do that and how to get that free module, you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the start here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.